Welcome to the show. This is Baron and David, and we are here disrupting the drift, the drifting along in life, feeling stuck or like you're moving through sludge or thick mud, mental mud, energetic mud, spiritual mud, wanting to get somewhere in your life, and you don't know where you're going, and you're in some kind of circular thinking that they give you certain kinds of actions to take. You keep taking those same actions, getting the same results, and then you're left full of resistance. So we're here here to disrupt some of that. Hello, David. It's great to be here, Baron. And uh, I love that idea of disrupting uh, because there's so many levels that we can disrupt on. I want to go with this uh, question that we were talking about before we started. What was that question again? Yeah, someone sent me a question saying, how do you get out of a rut? And he, he said something to the effect of when he's going through his day and he gets some bad news or some challenge or someone says something nasty or gossip about him or there's some problem. It, he says it, it throws him off. It takes him out. And then you get stuck in a rut. You can get stuck in a rut for a whole day or for a whole week. But it's like life is short, right? So it's kind of like something takes you off track. You get some bad news. Or if you're an entrepreneur and you're running your own business or you're dealing with other people in situations where stuff's going to happen, problems are going to happen, challenges, adversities difficult people or people are going to be out there, you know, talking about you, saying terrible things about you. If you give any kind of power to those things, rather than just seeing them as things to deal with or not, you know, the things that you can control, then take action if needed. If there's nothing to do, don't do anything. But that whole thing of like, your life is so short. Time is so precious. Why would you give one single day to, you know, someone's gossiping about you or there's some issue. Why, you know, just handle it or don't handle it. Make that choice and let it go. And you have to have some level of not caring. You maybe care about the things you need to care about, but you don't care about the adversities or what seems like pulling the carpet out from underneath you in the moment. You have to be able to let things roll off you. Uh, you know, uh, you and I have discussed this um, over many years, and you've coined the phrase, you're either informed or you are outformed. And I, I think most people, from the time we come into the world, of course, we get our identity from our environment. And that is what you would uh, describe as being outformed, because the outer world is kind of loading into you the things from that world. Uh, the crux of the matter of being in a rut is, are you still being outformed? Are you still allowing the environment to dictate who you are? Because if you are, you must, first of all, come to that realization. I'm letting these things, letting is the operative word. I'm letting these things affect me. They're, these things are bothering me. When people say, hey, you look great today. That makes you feel good. When people say something else, it makes you feel bad. Don't blame them. Take a look in the mirror and take a look at yourself because there's, there's got to come a time in our lives where we stop 
being the reflection of the world that we live in and start having a core, a center that has an authentic new now perspective about everything. And of course, Jesus actually talked about being born again. I I think that there is a process of rebirthing that we all have to go through. And it begins with that realization, I'm letting the world turn me into a blithering idiot or a quivering mess or a nervous Nelly. I don't know what you want to, how you want to put it, but I'm letting the world do that to me. And then the question goes to Baron, and this is a component for you to answer. How do you step back away from allowing the world to continue doing what it's done since you were born? That's a good question. If you look at the life of Jesus and when he was putting himself out there, he was on a mission, he had purpose. He was not walking around wondering what people were thinking about him or what people... I love this. The the man was just hated. At the time, there there was very few people that took him uh, seriously or took him for who he was. So he had so much hate and group think against him at the time. My understanding historically even is that you know, when Jesus go around and talk to people, he never really had crowds bigger than 30-ish people. Yeah. It was very small. Absolutely right. You know, if you watch movie, movies on the Bible or Jesus, they have, you know, hundreds or thousands of people gathered around him. It actually wasn't like that. He actually spoke to very small groups because it was a small group of people that related to him. And he was not stopped. He did not compromise for one moment who he was what he saw, you know, the truth. He never compromised his own reality and reality, period. He wasn't in it to get some thing from people, their approval, their admiration. He flowed from the inside out. So when, you, when we speak about being outformed or informed, informed human being, they're, they're formed from within. They're informed. I also like the the word understanding. You stand under higher guidance. Under you stand under understanding. It's a place to stand. You're standing under something greater, and that's coming through you. A river flowing from the top of a mountain down to the sea. I think I got that analogy from you, but it's like that flow from the inside out. That's who you are. Let's say you have to practice that into existence of just, it's not something you think about. It's something, it's just someone who, it's something you are or someone you are is flowing from the inside out. Different when you're outformed, you're always looking out there to like, well, what do people want me to say? Or what's the popular thing? What, you know, in business, it's like always in reaction to, or like politicians to the polls or to, you know, like what other businesses are are doing or what it seems like uh, is going to be a, a product that might sell rather than being causative, rather than having vision, a strong vision and acting on it and solving a problem and providing what's needed, being self-led, led from within or from above and within is different. Yeah, then taking the whole flow from the outside in, taking the whole world in, and then pretty soon the whole world's in, and you're just filled up, overwhelmed. 
cluttered. Yeah. Compressed. Yeah, and you know, mm -hmm. so much of who we are actually is not original to us. Actually, it is borrowed. And you may have a borrowed identity. And I remember going back to when I was in high school thinking um, there was a guy who I really looked up to. I think I was probably 16 or 17 years old. He was kind of an advanced person for his age, so much so that he had a full beard already. And I used to think, God, I would love to have a nice thick beard and I'd love to be, you know, intellectually smarter than I am like that guy. I, I sort of, in a way, I, I made him my role model. But the truth is, he was a very unhappy person. He, he, was, um, he was a drug user. He was a, a heavy drinker. I think he even smoked. As I stepped back, as I got older, I think by the time I was 18, I started to have a different perspective because I started meditating when I was 17 years old. I started actually learning how to go within, you know, focusing my, my attention from the outside to the inside and seeing things about myself that I felt inadequate. I, I had an inferiority complex, as many people do. Um, you know, there was a time in my life, Baron, where I couldn't look a person in the eye. I remember staring at the ground thinking, why can't I just look at people? I, I felt less than other people. And I, I think that part of that equation is comes from the word emotion. It means to move from. I was also very angry when I was young. I was an angry young man. And I don't even know why, honestly, um, although, you know, everybody has issues that go on in their family. Nobody lives in a perfect world. But I took what was going on again in my environment and I internalized it. And when you internalize dysfunction on the outside, guess what? It becomes dysfunction on the inside. Yeah, I think that um, the beginning of it is to know yourself. To, to know yourself, if you really have a, some knowledge of yourself, you'll know when you're not being yourself. You'll know mm. when you're pretending, when you're being someone or something you're actually not. And that should bother you. If you're aware and you have some self-knowledge, it will ring out like a conscience, like a something will call out that you're going down the wrong road. Turn back. Like a radar detector. <laughs> It'll exactly. just go, dee, 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 dee. something yeah. goes off. Yeah. yeah. And what we've gotten very good at, and people have gotten very good at, is numbing out, anesthetizing themselves, staying distracted, doing things that completely flood out that inner voice, that inner guidance, mm. Mm -hmm. that inner knowing. And when you do that, you compromise. You compromise your own honor, your dignity. You compromise your relationship to your higher power. You're a spiritual being. Yeah, we're all spiritual beings. And you disconnect with the spirit of your being that you are. And you default into the creature. Just then, now it just becomes all about the senses and just pleasure just doing what feels good, avoiding what feels bad. And now you've lost creator, connection to creator, and you are now in that creative force, that higher creative force, and you become subject just to the creature, just your body. You just become a bunch of physical sensations 
And then the emotions and the thought systems that rise up out of that, the chemistry that rises up uh, out of a reactive life. You become a reactive human being, not responding, not having the, the freedom to choose your response, but rather you're left just a reaction, like a, a puppet being pulled by some kind of puppeteer. I looked at the, uh, the meaning of the word rut, because it's mm. always important to go back and look at the original source of the idea. And it's interesting in this sense. It says, a groove in which something runs. Now, what does that tell you? It's a reoccurring thing that we do. We keep going down the same path over and over expecting some kind of maybe different outcome or maybe not. Now, I, I have to say, one of my ruts as I was um, going through my life was there, I would get to a point and I would try to get comfortable. And I, I, it was like, well, wait a minute. What's wrong with being comfortable? What's wrong with saying, okay, I feel like I've arrived. I, I think things are good enough now. And I realized that that is an illusion. That's such a false idea. That once you get to a certain place, you, you work out some problems and then you're sort of willing to settle with others. You know what I'm saying? And I started to see, you know what? I'm too comfortable in my rut. And I think a lot of people are in that space where they think, okay, well, what if I do this? Then that will happen. Or if I don't do this, then that won't happen. And I think there's not really any critical thinking going on there. There's not actually any discernment. I think one of the most important things is to know the truth, whatever that truth may be. It's a very fundamental truth. I've been doing the same things over and over again. What can I do differently? That would be the first question. Your thoughts. The thing that jumps out to me is the being in a rut is like you're drifting along through life in this comfort zone. Yeah. And the question is never will I survive if I step out of the comfort zone the deeper, more real question is, will I survive the comfort zone? Because the comfort zone is a slow death over time. Oh, yeah. If you get a harsh blow to the head by something or someone uh, strikes you with a hard blow, with a baseball bat, a hard blow to the head, it knocks you out unconscious. But when you're living in a comfort zone and you're kind of drifting along in dullness, it's like getting mini blows to the head. You're just gradually becoming unconscious. And over enough time and years, all those mini blows to the head, the times you quit on yourself or the times you give up or the times you give in or the times where you don't actually think for yourself and you just go along with group think, all those little moments of selling out on yourself are like little mini blows to the head, which over time accumulate into an unconscious, one big unconscious blow. You can get blown in the head, hit in the head, blown unconscious in a moment, or it could be a lot of micro moments, uh, mini moments over time, creating this kind of yes. unconsciousness mm -hmm. down the yeah. road. You're left as just a blob of... Um, yeah, just sloth, slothful blob of, I don't know, human mucus. <laughs> I don't know. But well, it, here's it, what's it, interesting. Even if you look at domesticated animals, 
You know, if you look yeah. at a really domestic, a domesticated poodle, not in its wild uh, environment or natural environment, but a domesticated animal over time gets just soft and, you know, it just kind of lives to eat its next meal. It just needs enough <laughs> food, water, and a uh, roof on its head. I think human beings get degraded by becoming overly civilized, not living from reason, higher reason, higher guidance, where you're out striving in some ways or forms for a level of excellence, challenging yourself, discovering your potential, where you're being challenged and you're up against adversity. And adversity is the mother of creativity, and, gr and it's where you get to grow. But when you take yourself out of all that flow, you start to grow into a stagnation, a rut. By the way, synonyms for the word rut are interesting. Drill, grind, groove, lockstep, pattern, routine, treadmill. These are synonyms, other ways of saying rut. But, you know, it... It makes me realize that most of us have anxiety about our lives because we're not living our own lives. I said that before, but to what extent are we actually not living our lives and why have we elected to allow others or influences to either prevent us from living our own lives or we've allowed others to make determinations for us that are detrimental to our well-being. Your thoughts on that? I'd love to hear this. I think that that has to do with a kind of cowardice, a, a mm. fear that is probably rooted in resentment. That, mm. that somehow you're, you prioritize selling out on yourself it becomes more important than being yourself. And therefore, the way you sell out is by selling yourself to others in a way that they'll, or at least you think that they will accept you, which at the end of the day, you can be, you do backflips to try to get people, you could be like a trained circus animal trying to get, you know, people's approval. And at the end of the day, they don't, they, not only do they don't approve you, but when you live like that, not only do they not approve of you, but they don't respect you. I'd rather be a warrior out there fighting the good fight. And I think you need to be up for that. Not everybody's wired like that, but I think everybody innately has that, you know, to live more at the edge of life, at the edge of adventure. I think it's, you know, God pulls us in that direction, puts us in situations that will challenge us. And in a way, it's how we grow. And we also get to grow in our faith and our confidence and the walking by faith. It's kind of how I see what confidence is. Looking at a little bit more of the history and etymology for the word rut, I find it interesting that in from the Middle French, uh, rut is also described as a disturbance. And so I think that you know, when we look at how do we make something then out of the idea that we're in a rut, it's very important because a rut can be also a way out. 
right? In other words, let's just say you keep going and you don't go, keep going back and forth on that same groove, but you just say, you know what? What's beyond? What's beyond here? I have never actually gone beyond the groove that I've been in. And so it can be a way out. I, mean, I think Winston Churchill says, if you're going through hell, just keep going. Don't stop in hell. Keep moving forward. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I like to keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah. The, the mistake, I think, pe when people hit pain points in their life or they hit uh, struggle, points of struggle or opposition, the default is to be stopped. And I think the time to go, to keep going, to keep moving is when life is challenging. I think also when life is comfortable and things are going pretty good, you've got some pretty good flow, some success in your life, whatever the form of it, it's a temptation to get comfortable in there as well. So in a way, it's keeping moving. But like the uh, cyclone or hurricane, there's the eye of stillness of center. So there's a time to move more quickly, perhaps more like with more velocity, more intensity. And there's a time to slow down in the rhythm, the harm. So you're also in harmony as a human being from yourself to your family, your closer relationships to your, the groups of people you work with or have in your life, your community out to humanity into the physical universe that from you, you know, the, like a pebble into the pond, there's a, a rippling out because you're someone who is harmonized. You're, you're connected to a higher source. So the timing in which you move is given by higher guidance. And then that ripples out into, yeah, your family, your friends, groups of people out into community, society, different areas of your, of your life, onto humanity, into the physical universe, into your spiritual life, all the way up to God, your, source of, your ultimate source of strength. But you at the center, given you know, by a higher purpose, something greater than yourself, that pull, is pulling you forward when you're wanting to stop I think what we're talking about move, keeping moving, there may be, it's not necessarily always physical movement. There's order to it. Yeah. So it may be at times it's moving slow or still or moving with a, a velocity point to point. As we close uh, toward the end of this conversation, what I will do is summarize as saying, What's missing then, if you're in a rut, is a truth, or there's a truth deficit. So if you started to say, well, okay, well, what is the truth about why I'm in the rut? Look at maybe three possibilities of what those truths could be. Maybe I'm too comfortable. Maybe there's a part of me that is in denial about why I'm here in the first place, or that I've allowed other people to make too many decisions for me or that I've taken my identity from the outside world for too long and it's time for me to let go of those influences. So you, you start to look for the truth that sets you free to go down and continue moving forward. You know, you could be in a groove, but if you keep going, it no longer is a groove. Now it's just a path. 
So that's my kind of my thought on it. Look for the truth that sets you free. Second of all, desire to be free. Because you're never going to go anywhere in life if you don't actually have that that desire within you, that that sense that I can't live this way anymore. I want to be I want to be a free agent. I want to be a real authentic person. Yeah, really good. I'll add um when you're stuck in a rut, when you're 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 either frozen or you're just in your head, paralysis of analysis, you're overthinking things, it's likely you're in a reaction. So slow down, slow down, find your feet, feel your feet to the earth, see what you see, get out of the head, slow down, like really slow down, get some perspective. And you could stay in that kind of grift, that kind of drift for as long as you, you want to or don't want to. But at a certain point, you're going to have to develop some power when a struggle, when an opposition hits you. And it's an opportunity to up, up level, to, to be upright, higher up in a new way, you know, from a more reason, a place of reason and intuition and higher guidance and adversity is preparatory for greatness you could say so if you if you're in a rut it's likely you're resisting dealing with struggle or opposition or adversity maybe welcome it slow down notice your old ways of reacting let that go release that and just know adversity is preparatory for greatness, for tapping your potential and discovering what's possible for you and your life. Okay, my friend, David Masters, good to be with you always. People listening, if you have gotten any value from the show, from our conversations, and that is our mission here is to you know, support you in growing, in finding new ways of being, new ways of living, and discovering what's possible So for you. So share the show. If you got something from it, pay it forward. Share the show. It support, it'll support you and us. Awesome. Be well. Thanks, David. Blessings.